redheads and two college students talking about racing. Officially now, you're in your dorm room in Phoenix, Arizona. I know, coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona, from the top floor. Now, and, uh, our timing's going to be so messed up when we have to like, all right, when can you record the podcast? I can record at seven. Well, that's only four West Coast time. All right. I know. How about so, 10? Well, that's only seven here. It's like, it's going to go back and forth like that. So I already will say this. I love West Coast time <laughs> because the Bristol night, night race, race, I'm using air quotes, started at 430 and ended at like seven or eight. It was awesome. Then you have like the rest of the night. Yeah. You got to go to so, your first party at the party school ASU. All right, it was a hosted event by the school. <laughs> there was nothing bad going on, but it was a lot of fun. It was a pool party, and I got my first little taste of college, so it was, it was a lot of fun. I got a cool room, though. I got some NASCAR stuff hanging up. Yeah, so, so anytime anyone walks in your room, they'll for sure know you're a NASCAR fan. Yeah, I made sure to wear some NASCAR shirts yesterday, get people knowing <laughs> that I'm the NASCAR guy, and it's already established. Day one, and I meet new people, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're the NASCAR guy. Really? So, <laughs> does not take long. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say this before we move on, mm. but I'm just really, really thankful that Dale Jr., Amy, mm. and Isla were able to walk away safely from that plane along with the two pilots because when I saw that news, that really, really terrified yeah. me. And I'm still kind of in shock of like, <laughs> we're like so lucky that they were able to make it out. Yeah, okay. That was really scary. Heart dropped and thinking about how something, if it was worse, how badly it could have affected so many things and been just terrible. So glad that they are able to walk away miraculously and just still kind of in shock that it all unfolded. I know. Yeah. I'm, I just, when I saw the news, I, you know, you, you obviously immediately go to Twitter, but to be able to see that they walked out. Okay. Yeah. And are at home. And, and that's just, ah, oh, I just, I'm so happy that they're okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out yeah. there. Don't take so, things for granted. Yes, do not take things for granted. Dale, Amy, Isla, the pilots, we're happy you guys yeah. are okay. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. So, Bristol, we, you watched the race. You got to watch most of the race, right? Yeah, I was in and out. We had to do some stuff, like floor meetings. I'm sure you know what that is. But basically, they had us Pointless all go meetings. down the floor. So, I was in and out watching Bristol. Um, but I was able to catch most of it. Didn't catch the finish, but watched it on replay without it being spoiled. Yeah. So. Oh, the Benedetto, he was so close. A couple notes before we get to the heartbreak of him not winning the race. Um, Bristol Is it, hold on. Is that a golf club that you're holding? Yeah. Why? In case I need to putt some more. Oh, my God. All right, continue. Actually, Mike Davis is the one who inspired me to get a golf club. If you're just bored and need to think of ideas, you just putt around a little bit. Ideas come to you. He has to that one in his office. Hold while podcasting? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Bristol Night Race has always been one of the more marquee events on the schedule. And when I first started watching NASCAR, that was like the biggest one. Like the Bristol Night Race was sold out for so many years. Like you couldn't even get tickets. Like if you just wanted to get tickets like three months in advance, they, it wasn't possible. It was sold out. People were on a waiting list. You literally couldn't get to that event. And then eventually when um, attendance numbers started to decline, it kind of fell off a little bit in that race. You could definitely tell it took a hit. But... For some reason this year, just the cultural significance of that race to NASCAR seemed to 
be back. It's like the crowd was probably the best crowd they had in like five years for that race. Of course, no weather. They've had a lot of weather problems in the last five or six years, but no weather problems, which was good. Huge crowd. The racing has been great at Bristol recently. The storylines, the aggressiveness, like Bristol's that significance, how big of an event that is, it seems to be making a comeback. And Saturday night really, really showed that. I'm telling you, it, this season... There are so many positive things that you can take away from this season in terms of NASCAR is back on the rise. As you're talking about, the um, the attendance was really awesome. I know it wasn't sold out, but when you see aerial shots and for the longest time, you'd see Bristol and, and they wouldn't even sell the turns. Mm-hmm. It would only be the straightaways. But see the whole kind of coliseum filled with people. That was really awesome. And TV ratings were back up again from last year. So... NASCAR's on a decline, everybody, but yep, I from what I've seen this year, it's been pretty good. I don't know why NBC doesn't put more races on their network channel, but like this is one race that should be on network TV. It's one of your yes, marquee this, showcase races, you're right. and why is it not on NBC? I agree. It has to be on NBC. That's that's probably the we're biggest gonna, thing. We're going to gonna put like Kansas on NBC. Like, yeah. what? Dega's on NBC, which is good. Yeah, that's one of the good ones, but it's like Bristol. Roval's on NBC, which is good. I don't think Darlington is. It's just like these major marquee events should be on NBC. But nonetheless, it didn't really take away from how awesome the race was. A lot of storylines throughout, a lot of guys beating, banging, crashing, hitting the wall, getting into each other. And then I think we'll just jump to the how the finish unfolded. Like Matt DiBenedetto with like 100 or so to go, takes the lead, like goes up there. He's been running well, like takes the freaking lead and is pulling away and dominating those last 100 laps. And then Denny Hamlin comes out of nowhere to come back and rebound and then spoils what could have been the ultimate underdog story, probably the best underdog story of a race win of a driver of a team in the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah, I totally agree. You know what this reminded me of? This gave me direct flashbacks to when Eric Jones was leading in the 77 car at Bristol. Kyle Busch tracks him down and spoils Jones's potential first win. And then Jones goes on to win in the Cup Series. So... This was not Matt DiBenedetto's night, but I will tell you right now, he is destined to win the Cup Series. It's something that is no longer an if. I believe, truly, yeah. it's going to be a when is Matt DiBenedetto going to win the a Cup Series. A little different than that Jones one was. Like, Jones knew his future was secure. Right. DiBenedetto right, was right. racing for his life. Like, Man, he, and a win would have gone so far to getting him a chance, another chance. So let me ask you this. This was the week that the news broke. Do you think that... His performance and just going out there was because he basically is like, this is it. I've got nothing. It was almost like the, in the Dale Jr. book, this is actually really, I'm able to connect this. Jr. said it was actually easier to go about himself after he announced his retirement. So do you think it's actually easier for Benedetto to just race now that everything's off of his back? It's out in the open. There are no more secrets anymore. He doesn't have a ride for next year. I think he's known he hasn't had a ride for a couple months, so it probably wasn't. But any- now that he's now that the public knows, yeah. but I don't. I, it's just been like he's been getting better. That team's been running really well. I don't think it, that was like the what made it him allowed him to break through. I think they've just been running real well. Bristol's his best track. He's finished in the top ten there before. I don't think it was a coincidence. I just think it timed out well. But he was just digging this weekend because it's he knows it's one of his best chances, one of the best tracks, one of the best races. And you know what's even better about tracks like Bristol-Martinsville that are Everything. small and the fans are on top of you is Everything. that the crowd reaction for De Benedetto yeah. after the yeah. race, I only saw videos of it, but 
that looks spectacular. Yeah, I don't remember like Martinsville when Chase and Denny got into it. Remember that 2017 year? Like the crowd, yeah. hey, the crowd was sparse because it was 20 degrees outside that race. Right. Andrew got to sit in the comfort of the suite. Jason was out in the stands like a real man. No, no, man. I braved the elements. For well, for the last couple of laps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was out there for 500 mi- or 500 laps. It sucked. But the crowd afterwards when they were, of course, everyone was mad that Denny wrecked Chase. But then when Chase was on the screen after the race, huge cheers. But that Bristol Coliseum feel, like when everyone's cheering, it's so loud and so like palpable. That was awesome to see. Yeah. I'm telling you, the fan atmosphere is something that I think is going to come back in a big way. Yeah, Bristol's I don't know a what good is, track to... I, I, I want to say that the leadership that Steve Phelps kind of now that he's taken over, we've seen basically since he's taken over, all these good things have happened. Yeah. I don't I want, feel like that's a coincidence. I know he's now a major player in the decisions and everything, but I think as a couple of years go by, his... And Jim France, too. Yeah. As they become, like, I bet... Usually, I think things are set like a year ahead, so you can't really change anything until it's like a year ahead of time. So now, as they're in leadership roles in the next couple of years, we'll see even more sweeping and potentially good changes because they're in charge and able to implement their ideas. Let me ask you, I just kind of want to go back because we're talking about Bristol beating and banging Ross Chastain's comments Uh. because you sent it, but you actually couldn't find the full interview, but our pal Alan Kavana. We so graciously posted the full comments from Ross Chastain. And I honestly, I have to agree with him. It's Bristol. You're beating and banging. And, and he brought up a great point. This is where people throw helmets and rattle people's cages. I don't think he did anything wrong. Ross Chastain, what a national hero. Like this interview, like no driver gives an animated, emotional interview like he does. And he's always A, accurate, and B, just tells it like it is. And I wish every driver would do that versus be like, yeah, it was a third place, good run. But a couple of things he said, um, uh, basically, like talking about old Bristol, because that truck race, they were mainly racing around the bottom, which was good. And they said, uh, he basically called out, said the track grounded the top lane, which I think ultimately happened. They just won't admit it. They worked on the top lane to decrease its use so people would more run around the bottom and they get the old Bristol back. Yeah. And Denny Hamlin tweeted that, and then Marcus Smith replied with a, um, tweet that said that the Bristol <laughs> phone lines were off the hook and that they were experiencing a high volume of calls. So clearly they know they did something <laughs> to the top lane specifically to try to make it a one lane Bristol and Ross calling him out about that. Not no driver, not many drivers are going to do that. A um, couple other things like the racing, that race was super aggressive. Ross was making these crazy three wide moves and putting his truck in places where he needed to to advance. And he's like, this this is the aggressive racing that built this place. If we're going to fill this place back up and we're going to yes. have fans in the stands, like, this is the racing we need. Why is everyone mad about it? I, I 100% agree. I love Ross Chastain's aggressiveness. and Everyone should be like and, that. And just his, his like... He, he says it how it is, exactly how you said it. He's not filtered. Although... And when he gets heated, he actually takes a step back. He's like, I probably yeah. shouldn't even say anything, although I wish he did. Yeah. He is him, De Benedetto. These are characters that are, are talented real. race car drivers who are real, genuine, that we need more of. Real and, and unfiltered. I know. I, it, real and unfiltered, exactly. Uh, but when you're talking about Bristol, when we're talking about Bristol, you have to get aggressive. And as Noah Gregson would say, getting yoked well i've been getting yoked thanks noah 
Yeah. Uh, I just, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. That's it. <laughs> the other yeah. comment he made, he's called the crew chiefs old washed up race car drivers. Like, oh, that's awesome. Like, have your drivers <laughs> come fight their own fights, not don't come over here acting like you drove the race car when you were just on the pit box. Imagine, I really want to see Ross Chastain throw some punches too. Well, he talked How about awesome on, would that be? He talked about on DBC. He used he was in a couple of scuffles a couple of years ago, and he's the one that got like he said he got his butt kicked pretty badly. Didn't he, yeah, <laughs> didn't he say to bring guy. him over and line him up after yeah, the yeah. race? Isn't that what he said? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we'll handle it here. Don't get mad about racing aggressive like this one. This is what the sport needs, and he understands that, yeah. which is awesome. I don't think many drivers do. Nah, Ross Chastain, he's a great guy. Um, we need more of him. We do. We Absolutely. really do. Absolutely. The playoff bubble heated up again at Bristol. Daniel Suarez is in. De Benedetto could have gotten in. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Newman and him were racing pretty hard. And people were like, well, Newman's known to be aggressive and race guys hard when they're, even when he's being lapped. But now I was thinking uh, De Benedetto would have won and knocked Newman out of a playoff spot. So he kind of had a race hard because he knew that Ooh, was. That's right. Was not, he wasn't was just like racing for the lead lap. He was racing for his playoffs on the line. Yeah. That's totally right. I guarantee you they told Newman to race him hard. Yeah. And just throwing that out there. But then, so that kept Newman. He's now 14 to the good. He's pretty in good spot. He's got to keep doing what he's doing. Jimmy Johnson has fallen even further out. He had a tough night out. 26 points now from the top 16. And I really don't think he's going to make the playoffs unless he, like, win. He's not showing anything to get in there. So it'll be the first yeah. time he's ever missed the playoffs. He's really going to either need Clint Boyer, Suarez, or Newman to have a lot of bad luck mm. or pull something out of the hat that we haven't really seen much this season. But and, and Jimmy has been plagued with such bad luck, too. I'll give him that. Mm. There have been a lot of incidents where he's been caught up in wrecks and had tires go down or blown or um i don't remember what happened at michigan but that was something that wasn't his fault and he ran a couple laps down so luck hasn't been on his side but they're gonna have to step it up they obviously if they want to make the playoffs but i right now i don't think jimmy's gonna make the playoffs that's gonna be so weird with him not in there of course he hasn't performed that well all season so it's like does he deserve to be in if he hasn't ran a while a year but we'll see what happens in the next races darlington indy yeah, and, and you know what? Good for Newman. The way he's running right now in a, the six yeah. car that we have not seen a lot of speed in the past couple of years yeah. to get in that ride and really change the game at Roush Fenway Racing and give them a playoff spot, racing your way mm-hmm. into the playoffs, not, you know, Stenhouse won at a super speedway to get him in, but yeah. this is Newman points racing his way in, earning it the whole season. Good for him if he can make it. Yeah, for sure. Impressive, impressive performance. There's our timer. But uh, I think we'll excited for Darlington in a couple weeks that are off weeks. So we'll come back to you after Darlington. But Darlington is another one of those classic Southern big races. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. You can follow Andrew on Twitter at Andrew Curlin TV. <laughs> and on Instagram, it's just at Andrew Curlin. And I'm assuming he's had to explain this to all his new friends he's meeting. They're like, oh, let me, let me follow you. What are your hand, what's your handle? And then he's got to be like, well, I've got two different ones. So I hope that's not too much of a struggle for you. Now, here's what you do. You just have them type their username in. You uh, give them a follow. They don't even have to worry about the whole okay. confusion. You figured this out good already. At, I've been good at my networking the past couple of days. It's here's super my, easy. Hi, where are you from? That's here's it. Here's my business card. Yeah, you have no idea. I've gotten so many numbers 
I'm almost Whoa. 10, which would be a full telephone number. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number? Three. Uh, that's an office joke to anyone who watches oh, the office. Kevin Malone said that get, quote. I didn't get that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never watched it. All right. Well, um, that's it. I'm not going to share Jason's social media. Follow Bye, me on everybody. Hey Jason Schultz. <laughs> I've been tweeting a lot of things, so just check that out. At Hey Jason Schultz. All that. Or just at Dirty Mo Media, because I'm pretty much just retweet everything that they tweet at this point. There you but go. Check it out. That. All right. First episode, cross country, Arizona, North Carolina, complete. I'm glad our telephone line was able to stretch all this way. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We're actually shouting to each other across country. Yeah. I hope you don't wake your roommates because it's, what is it, like 2 o'clock in the morning there? No, it's it's 9.30 in the morning. Oh. It's no, not bad. It's lunchtime here. I'm going to go grab some lunch. Yeah. No, see, and then you commented, like, why did you tweet at 2 a.m.? I'm <laughs> like, it was 11.30. It's at 2 a.m. <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I really like Arizona time. <laughs> Y'all better get used to this. Y'all, you don't say y'all, you're not in the South, you're in Arizona. Figure all out right, what fine. the lingo Guess, is. All right, but I've got a Chick-fil-A closer to me than you do, yeah, so. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so. <laughs> all right. Sorry. We'll see you after Darlington. All right, thanks for everyone for listening.